And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Like I said, we've been experiencing some bizarro technical difficulties. Paul for the quotes on this ostensible podcast. So we're going to just keep on rolling. Uh, again, my name is Joel. With me tonight is Sam. We're going to talk about some headlines from this week in the world of League Baseball. Starting with the 2020 trade deadline. The 2020 trade deadline came and went this week, and apparently San Diego is the place to be. The Padres are definitely the biggest movers and shakers in the league, as they acquired pitcher Mike Clevenger from the Cleveland Indians, first baseman and designated hitter Mitch Moreland from the Boston Red Sox, catcher Austin Nola, and a whole bunch of other dudes that I don't know from the Seattle Mariners and reliever Trevor Rosenthal from the Kansas City Royals. Padres seem like they are all in on the coronavirus 2020 season. But, Sam, the question is, don't they know that this season doesn't even count? No, Joel, the answer to that question is no, they do not. (laughs) San Diego, as usual, like they're just lost in the purple haze of weed smoke (laughs) and hemp necklaces down there. They're just like doing early morning surf yoga and like they think that this is a real baseball season. Right. They well, didn't even notice that like no one started playing baseball until July. <laughs> I think it makes Manny Machado stronger. Yeah. Maybe. Or yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, probably. It's got all that what's it called? C B D cream? Love it on your muscles. Yeah. C B D muscles. Yeah, it's like Popeye. Yeah, exactly. but with hemp seeds. <laughs> it's just it's just pads, but it's hemp. Uh, <laughs> but it it was a really interesting trade deadline um, because, you know, I feel like since the since the Padres were doing so much moving, that made other people move as well. Oh, um, interesting. Well, you know, they like the Red Sox unloaded heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, so did the Mariners. The Mariners sent one of their pitchers to the Blue Jays as well. Um, and, um, you know, the Blue Jays were big buyers. The Marlins, for some reason, both bought and sold. I'm just assuming that the Yankees wanted that outfielder from. The Arizona Diamondbacks, so Jeter went and got him. Oh, Mote, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. That was um, And then, uh, who else bought? Uh, the Blue Jays? Blue Jays bought. The Indians kind of sold and bought. Um, yeah, yeah, I wanted to ask you about what you thought about the Indians, because I was super confused by what they are doing. The Indians had a really good, they have a really deep starting pitching set. Uh-huh. And Clevenger, you know, already kind of lost the confidence of his team. Right. Um, and I don't know why Plasic didn't have the, maybe he just didn't have the same sort of trade juice as Clevenger, but. That's a good point. That's what I assumed. I mean, the Indians said in the media that Clevenger getting the coronavirus had nothing to do with why they moved him, but I don't believe that. I think that 
he had lost, like you said, he lost the trust of the uh, the locker room there. But uh, one surprise is that they actually didn't get that much for him. Um, I mean, he is one of the few aces or almost aces. We're getting a little feedback. One of the few aces or almost aces on the market. Why do you think the Indians didn't get more for that trade? I think they did get a lot for him. Yeah? See yeah I they definitely did. They uh, like they got like four players or five players for him, and a lot of them were like young prospects. I think they got a top prospect for him. From the pod. And then they got a two. Let's see. Hold on. Let me. Yeah, let's look this up because I'm really. I read a thing. I think it was on the athletic that was. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Uh-oh. Internet. I know. We're we'll having some troubles tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> okay. Cleveland got a six-player return for Clevenger. Right, but they didn't Cal- just send Clevenger. They sent a couple of people to San Diego. Go ahead. I don't think so. Outfielder Greg Allen and player to be named. For Clevenger? They sent the Indians, and I'm looking at Cleveland.com right now. Mm-hmm. The Indians sent Clevenger, outfielder Greg Allen, and a player to be named to the Padres. The Padres, right. right-hander Cal Quantrill, left-hander Joey Cantillo, shortstop Gabriel Arias, catcher Austin Hedges, outfielder Josh Naylor, and infielder Owen Miller. Right. Arias, uh, Cantillo, and Miller are all prospects. Okay. High prospects? Who's the high prospect, babe? Uh, I don't know. Josh no. Naylor's really young, and they're like have the worst hitting outfield, I think, in Major League Baseball. Cleveland does. Right, exactly. Okay. All right, so if the Indians, if the White Sox lose and they're in the seventh and they're getting their asses handed to them, if the White Sox lose, the Indians will be a half game up in the Central Division. First place with, what, 25 games left to play. Why would you give up one of your best pitchers when you're in first place in your division? Is it because it doesn't matter? Because well, I feel like they still have a much deeper rotation. Rotation. I feel like they have a much better, still like a much deeper rotation than anyone else in their division, yeah. even without Clevenger. That makes sense. And, you know, everybody makes the uh, playoffs this year. Right. My hot take on that was uh, that I was glad that the White Sox didn't get Clevenger because I feel like him leaving makes the Indians worse and he doesn't come to Chicago and spread coronavirus. And that's good. Right. Plus, he loves going out in Chicago. So Right. That's all he'd do. He'd just be going to strip clubs every night. Right. Which, you know, that's cool. I, I'm not opposed to that. But he'd be going right. by yeah, himself. So- he has strong, like, I don't believe in masks vibe. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. Like he's got, he's got strong, 
don't uh, question. He has like don't believe the media vibes. You know. Yes. Yeah. Coronavirus is a hoax. Right. Human Kane was going to die anyway. Question the narrative. Yeah. Scientists <laughs> are never going to report something that their employers don't want them to. Plandemic. Yeah. The hospitals. The hospitals are making all this coronavirus money. Right. <laughs> Fuckers. Yeah, I agree with that. Or not with that, but with that that hot take on Clevenger. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of questions. I don't know if you you get you can say pass if you want to say pass. Okay. But a lot of folks were asking about the Texas Rangers. Keep trying to shop Lance Lynn. And it feels like every year they're like, oh, Lance Lynn is going to get moved by the Texas Rangers. And then he never does. What's up right. with that? Like, the Rangers are bad. Right, Even the Rangers the- are bad. I don't think Lance Lynn is that good. Is that what you think it is? Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. And he's like he gets kind of him. older. He is. He's 33. Uh, I mean, like, he wouldn't be a top of the order guy, but he'd be a... But he he wasn't with the... He hasn't been with the Rangers for that long. How long has he been? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm making shit up. I feel like he's always been with the Rangers, but... I feel like he played for the Yankees recently. Let me look that up. I'm looking it up right now. He's got a one nine three ERA this year, and he's four and one. He did. He played for the Yankees in twenty eighteen. This is only his second year with Texas, right? It he could be his second time around with Texas, though. No, uh, he played. He was with St. Louis for most of his career. Gotcha. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm- like, the Red Sox, the Red Sox sold everybody, but it's like yeah. they didn't really have anybody to sell, so they, I don't feel like they got good return. Yeah, I feel like the Red Sox are playing with the replacements from that movie starring Keanu Reeves. Right, yeah. called the replacements. Called the replacements. Shut <laughs> <laughs> the baseball. Yeah, what do you guys? What's your plan? I don't know. Like I don't know. Right. Uh, somebody was making fun of you the other night when a reliever came out. You were uh, you were down two. Like the game wasn't out of hand, but your reliever is somebody who has the worst ERA of anybody in baseball right now, and he gave up a bunch of runs. And Lenicky, that's your manager, right? Yeah. He was asked about it at the end of the game. He, he was basically like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do?" Like these are the what guys. What do you want that... from me, exactly? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> these are the players I have on my team. They're the guys I have to send out to throw baseballs. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Uh, so yeah, but again, you know, this season doesn't count. Coronavirus right. is a hoax invented by the Boston Red Sox management to scuttle the season because they knew they were going to be bad. No, coronavirus is a was a hoax invented by Jim Crane because he didn't want his players to get booed. Or thrown at. Or thrown at. 
and he knows that. And then you know, the Red Sox just found out about it. Right, and they're like, okay, we can suck this to you. Um, any other teams we need to talk about? I mean, there wasn't a lot of movement at the trade deadline. It's kind of weird to have it after 30 games, but also at the end of August. Right. I'm okay with the White Sox basically not making any moves, except they they picked up the contract. They re-picked up the contract of fan favorite Yolmo Sanchez. So... Oh, the Yolmo's back. Everybody he wasn't. Him. He didn't have a contract with anyone else. Yeah, he was unemployed. He won the. He won the Gold Glove. He was a Gold year. Glove. Yeah, you, you you mentioned that every time we talk about Yolmo. <laughs> I just don't understand how he doesn't have a job. <laughs> he can't hit baseballs with a baseball bat. Right, but you would think he would at least get a job as a defensive replacement. Yeah. They also got uh, Gerard Dyson, uh, who, Pittsburgh, I think. And they've used him a couple of times, but only as a pitch runner, which is interesting. Right. I know that guy. He's fast. Yeah. He's fast. That's all, And that's all he's, he's done so far. Especially right. the starter guy on second in extra innings rule. Right. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm okay with with the White Sox. I just wish they weren't down seven runs in the bottom of the seventh right now. It's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, they're going to lose some games, Joe. I know, I know. This is the first time, this is the third game they've lost in the last two weeks, and it's the first one. The other two games, they only lost by a run each. Well, they haven't even lost this game yet. Like, give them a chance. Right, they've got six. They got they got two more innings to, to get back into this. Right. Come on, guys, put on your rally caps right now. Let's go, White Sox. Gotta believe, right? <coughs> right. That's the beauty. All right, of- moving on. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting us off task. <laughs> Just Jill lamenting that the White Sox can't win every single fucking game. <laughs> Hey, it's been a while since we've had a winning team, okay? It's bad radio, Joe. It's bad radio. Yeah, good call. All right, let's go on. You know what I mean? I gotcha. I'm excited about this next topic. Let's talk about it. All right. J-Lo, J-Lo, and A-Rod, or (laughs) J-Rod, or A-Lo? No. A-Lo, yeah. A-Lo. A-Lo are out of the Mets running. The Mets ownership running. The Mets have entered into exclusive negotiations again with billionaire hedge fund manager Steve Cohen, who, if the deal doesn't fall apart again, will become the richest owner in Major League Baseball. The Lopez and Rodriguez group uh, withdrew uh, when their, quote, record-setting and fully-funded offer was bested. Uh, the record for most money ever paid for a baseball franchise was the L.A. Dodgers at $2 billion. So presumably their bid was at least $2 billion. Um, Cohen has 
in his career as hedge fund manager been slapped with $1.2 billion fine for insider trading, and his, and his hedge fund has settled countless sexual harassment and discrimination suits against, which means Cohen should just seamlessly fit in with the other Major League Baseball ownerships. Right. Ownership. Um, as a scumbag. So right. the question is, how jealous do you think Jim Crane is right now? So jealous. So right. fucking jealous. I didn't know about this uh, insider trading fight. I want to look that up. I think that's some prime B-block material there. We should yeah, do a whole thing on this. This is like a your owner sucks that writes itself. Yeah, no, that's exciting. One thing, and I'm trying to find the link right now. One thing that made me want to be, you know, hashtag Mets gonna Met is that Steve Cohen, his new offer for the Mets is actually $250 million less than his previous offer for the Mets. So, like, last year before coronavirus, Cohen made an offer for the Mets, got turned down. $2.6 billion. $2.6 billion. I think his new one is two point, you know, quote unquote, only $2.3 billion. Right. And still $300 million left. So, yeah, his new offer is $2.5 billion, which is still record breaking, but is $250 million less than what he had agreed to pay for last December. But right. now but now he's got like exclusive rights. So the deal has not gone through yet. But Cohen is like the only bidder now. Right. Um yeah man. Crooks selling to crooks. Now yeah. I wanna well, read know, this. The Will Ponds will accept imaginary money as payment though. We know that. Like, they can also, you know, you can get them involved in a pyramid scheme real fucking easily. Yeah. You know. It's like, do you, are you interested in selling these all-natural herbal supplements? Right. Jeff Wilpon? <laughs> I trade. you're going to be out of a job soon, yeah. so. Well, no, you just give them a stake in your Herbalife uh, scam and trade that for the New York Mets. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the fastest growing sectors in the market. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is ridiculous. Okay, I want to talk, the 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 J Rod team. We talked about this a little bit a while ago. Uh, I mean, J Rod were like the headliners, but it was all these celebrities. It's like the cast of TMZ trying to buy the New York Mets. Right. It's like a. It's like a real-life entourage scenario. Exactly. So my question for you is, are the Mets worse or you know, better off or worse off that J-Rod did not buy them? Because I think we may be missing out on the Jersey Shore reality TV situation to end all reality TV situations. Right. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I think that the A-Rod J-Lo consortium was an opportunity for the Mets to like sink to new levels of mismanagement, which would have been hilarious. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be really funny when all the Mets fans who are super pumped about Cohen, who 
presumably has a bottomless well of money to put into the yeah. team. Yeah. When the Mets are still terrible a couple of years <laughs> from now, you know, like. <laughs> uh, well, you would say, I mean, we got all those fans in Queens, so they may be real excited about this. Right. Um, you were talking uh, last week and I, I should look this up. You know, the, the, the last team to sell before the Mets was the Kansas City Royals. And, and that, that was $1 billion. Right, because it's Kansas City. But it right. was also right before coronavirus. So those poor saps are now losing money during the pandemic. That team uh, is now worth $1.2 billion. Oh, so it's gone up $200 million while they've been playing in empty stadiums? That, 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 they, that, the value of that team went up point two. $200 million before they threw a single pitch this season. See, the economics of baseball is so screwed up. It's ridiculous. Right. And yeah. it's like a ridiculous thing for people to say that baseball teams are not profitable. Right. But your point that I think was really good that you made last week was, okay, this dude was willing to pay a billion dollars for one of the smallest, historically least successful baseball teams in the country, right? Kansas City Royals. Right. That means he's going to be willing to put in $600 million to try to make the team competitive. Right. And that's someone we should be looking out for the next couple of years. What the fuck is Steve Cohen, who is going to become, if, if as expected, his deal goes through, he's going to be the richest Major League Baseball team owner. Right? Right. Like, and, like, this is a guy who can pay $1.2 billion in fines to the SEC for insider trading and right. still be the richest owner in Major League Baseball. And that's why fucking Jim Crane is actually jealous of him. Right. Yeah. He's, like, he out he outdoes him on every front. He's, like, a bigger scumbag. He's, like, way richer. You know. Settled way more sexual harassment lawsuits. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's what's going to happen, because Mets got a Met. He's going to get a team with, like, Bryce Harper and Aroldis Chapman and Manny Machado and Josh Hader and Jose Altuve, and it's going to be a shit show. He's going to pay... You know, it's going to be like the early 80s Yankees kind of thing where he's going to, like, pay top dollars for all these dick bags. And they're going to implode. That's my prediction for the New York Mets. Amazing. Yeah, it's going to be great. Wow. He owns one of the world's most valuable private art collections, Worth over $1 billion. Oh, we should steal it. Like in uh, yep. the Thomas Crown affair. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> does it say, does it say what art pieces he has in it? Uh, let's see. Coons's rabbit. Picasso's Le Rêve. 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 I don't know. Yeah, but I think the dream. Hearst's physical, the physical impossibility of death, 
in the mind of someone living. Whoa. That sounds that, like a cool one. That sounds intense. Oh, that, it's a shark in a tank. Huh. Prior to the pandemic, the Mets lost at least $50 million a year. That could swell to $200 million this season, accounting for the lower valuation. The current owners acquired a controlling stake in the franchise for $391 million in 2002. We talked about that in our episode about the Will Ponds from a couple of months ago. That's ridiculous. The Mets lose $50 right, million a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I maybe should save this for the your owner sucks, but just a quick update. It was $1.8 billion in fines, and that's what he agreed to pay for right. insider trading. That's like a fucking settlement. Right. That yeah. was his settlement. Yeah, yeah. So what was, what was actually going on? No idea. Yeah. In 2016, they estimated his fortune at $13 billion. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I don't think you could count to $13 billion in your lifetime. Not, <laughs> with, not with dollars that I have, that's for sure. <laughs> you had Oh, man. That's going to be ridiculous. Although, although that's fucking crazy considering that he still has, what, like 300 billion fewer dollars than Bezos? Uh, 200 billion, yeah. Bezos just became the first human being in the history of mankind to be worth 200 billion dollars. <laughs> that's so stupid. Right. <laughs> He could right. just buy America. He could literally buy America. <laughs> right. Why the fuck would he want to, though? You know, I mean, he wouldn't want to, but he could if he wanted to. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Let's wrap this up. What else do we need to talk about? Hmm. We're at 26 minutes right now. <clears throat> Well, I think that's about it. Yeah. I mean, this this thing could be a major shakeup in Major League Baseball. But, you know, the Mets have had rich and powerful owners before. Right. So who's to say that this will be any different, you know? Right. Right. Well, I mean, what's it going to take for the Mets to be the top, the top dog in the New York metro area? Because everybody's Yankees fans. Yeah. The Mets have to, like, become a... a, I mean, 2015 was Mets versus Royals in the World Series. Right? That was only five years ago. Right. But that was, like, an anomaly. Yeah. The Mets were bad before and after that. So that's, like, it's not a... Like, for a team to really kind of become... A powerhouse. It ha- there has to be some like sustained success with the which the Mets have not had, you know. Right. Ever really. Ever really. Yeah. Like they have a good season every once in a while, and that that keeps them kind of stuck in that tier two of baseball franchises. Right. Right. 
second class. Yeah. But that's, that's the whole, I mean, and I don't really know much about this, but that's the whole so-called culture. How do you change the culture of a team to make a winning team? You need a lot to go right for you. I right. mean, even when, what what's his name, John Henry took over the Red Sox, right? They still had yeah. like, a positive culture, even if they weren't, you know, a World Series winning team. Right. Well, I'm worried about, like, even though this year is not a real year, like, what's this going to do to the Red Sox culture? Yeah, it could be bad. Do you, what's your, what's your hot take on Bloom, Pine Bloom? Do you think he's doing a good job? I mean, I don't think that it's okay what the Red Sox are doing right now. I'm not, like, prepared to put that on his plate entirely, you know? Right, yeah. Um, I'll be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt through two real seasons and then and then make my um, decision. But I, you know, I was talking to Eli about this last weekend or two weekends ago. I might have mentioned this already on the podcast. But, <clears throat> you know, tra- trading away Mookie Betts for nothing. And... The question I posed to Eli was, would you trade Ted Williams in his prime for one or two World Series in that 86-year span where the Red Sox never won a World Series? And I'm not saying that Mookie Betts is Ted Williams, but there's a very real chance that that kid's going to the Hall of Fame. and. I don't think I do trade Ted Williams. Like, I feel like Ted Williams as a figure means more to Red Sox culture and history and, like, like you know, the, that kind of baseball is a linear thing that stretches through time sort of thing. Like, that, and I'm not sure that, Chaim Bloom gets that. Like, I feel like Interesting. the Rays are like, we're just going to like nickel and dime this shit to this is a mathematical equation. We're right. just going to get the best out of the least. And like, that's it. Right. I think that if you're a franchise like the Red Sox, like what happened? Like you trade Ted Williams to the Dodgers in whatever, 19... 19- I don't know when he was 27, 40 something. Right. And, and like he goes into the Hall of Fame as a Dodger. And like he, that's his, his legacy is that now as a Dodger, like Ted Williams was a Dodger. And then, you know, there's some Red Sox fans that are like, you know, we used to have that guy too. And then everyone else is like, shut the fuck up. He's the, he's the quintessential Dodger, you know? Right, that's a very interesting point. I to think of a, I mean, Babe Ruth was kind of the actual example of that. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another parallel. That's really interesting. I mean, that is assuming that Mookie Betts. I mean, I, which is a safe assumption, I guess, because he signed that what 12 year deal with the Dodgers. That long it is. Yeah. yeah. So he's a Dodger. Maybe 13. Yeah. Um, but Mookie Betts won a World Series with the Boston Red Sox in your most 
in terms of winning percentage, successful regular season and postseason ever. Um, so Betts has that, even if he goes into a long and successful career as a Dodger. Right. Um, what about like Roger Clemens? Is that a parallel? Right. Roger Clemens, probably, if he was going into the Hall of Fame, would go in as a Yankee, you know? Right, because he won World Series with the Yankees. Right. Actually, I think he said he would go in as an Astro. Why? That's I weird. don't know. Huh. I mean, he's from, he's a Texas guy. Oh. Uh, nobody likes Roger Clemens anyway. Right. Yeah. Try to think of somebody else. That's a, that, that's a really interesting question. I, I, and, like, that's just my hot take. Like, I don't want to, like, pass judgment on Bloom. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he's got a plan, and hopefully it works out. But it's, like, at a certain point, like, sometimes you got to, like, invest in your legacy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like John, you know, the Hen- the Henry group, like they already have a couple World Series. They got David Ortiz, you know. Right. Um, like that's a David Ortiz is an all time figure for sure. Right. But <clears throat> David Ortiz is not as good as Mookie Betts could be. Right. And, yeah, Mookie you know, Betts. Like we we make fun of we make fun of the Angels. A lot, for yeah. Being so terrible, but like, they're always gonna have Mike Trout. They're always gonna have him. Yeah. And like, that's not something you're ever gonna forget, you know. Well, and I did think about the parallel between Mike Trout and Ted Williams, but those Red Sox teams with Ted Williams on them were good teams. Incredible. Yeah, they never won a World Series, but they were really, really good. Ted Williams is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Oh, yeah. I think you could argue you could argue he was the greatest player of all time. Right. And he missed, what, three or four seasons as right. a fucking as... naval pilot in Korea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh so is Mike Trout, but if I were Mike Trout, I would be like getting angry at this point. And I know that's not in his blood. That's not the kind of person Mike, the weatherman Trout, is. But damn it, the Angels are twelve and twenty-four. Like, right. If I'm Mike Trout, I'm like I'm the best baseball player of the generation, and I'm stuck in fifth place on a twelve and twenty-four team. I'd be mad. Right. Well, you know, they're, they'll probably, at some point in the next couple of years, be successful. Yeah, but we've been saying that for a while about them. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that we have. Uh, you know, if they had pitching, they'd be a different team. Yep. Yep. Who's the other team that we were saying that about? I mean, Boston, kind of. Well, not anymore. Yeah, there was another team I was looking at where I was like, why aren't these guys any good? And like, oh, they don't have any pitchers. All right, 
Cool. That was good. That was a good conversation. I want to come back to these Mets. Let's keep an eye on what happens to the Mets, especially over yeah. the offseason. I mean, they're worth paying attention to just in general. Right. Endless entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Padres. Apparently, there's like a budding White Sox-Padres rivalry that I was unaware about, but I'm getting kind of excited. Is it I, the James Shields rivalry? I, I'm, I'm trying to make it the James Shields rivalry. But some Padres fans, I didn't even know who they were, who like talking shit about how their team is more exciting than the White Sox on Twitter. And I'm like, why are you picking on us? We're not in your region. We're not in your league. We're not in your time zone. We probably haven't played you in like 10 years. What the fuck? They're like, Padres are more exciting right now than the White Sox. Fuck you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, they are known as Slam Diego. So. <laughs> Slam Diego. Yeah, which is also like the porn version of where in the world is Carmen San Diego. <laughs> I'm sure that exists, huh? <clears throat> 100% positive that exists. Yeah, you should tweet that at them. I, I will. You're like Slam Diego is the name of the porn version of that kid's show. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll, I'll keep that in my back pocket. Yeah. Right. Wait until they open their fucking mouths again. Exactly. Fuckers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, sorry for any inconvenience as we continue to learn how to podcast. Uh, I think we. Yeah, we've only been doing it for like six years. <laughs> Six years. <laughs> so bear with us. Right. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and or Spotify. Uh, follow us on your social media applications, Facebook at Dump on the Ump, Twitter at Dump on the Ump, and Instagram at Dump on the Ump. We try to do this on a weekly basis. Uh, for Sam, my name is Joel. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.